Welcome to Muscle Talk, where you'll get world champion advice about nutrition and stacking on muscle. Our host, Christine Enville, she's a three-time world champion bodybuilder, an IFBB professional, a food scientist, and a founding co-owner of our podcast sponsor, International Protein. In this episode, we discuss genetics and Christine explains what role it plays in bodybuilding. We delve into the unfair truth as to why everyone that picks up a weight won't have the genetics to become a world champion. Christine, we've talked about genetics a lot in previous episodes, so let's do our own episode on genetics. Cool. Talk to me. Sounds good to me because genetics is that thing where you know, has there ever been a time when you've looked at somebody, you looked at their physique and you're like, oh, I really want to look like them. And then you've gone away and you've trained and you've trained and you kind of realise that you're just not looking like them. You're looking like maybe somebody else or, you know, you might recognise your body in somebody else. But essentially genetics will be what defines ultimately how we develop our body shape, how we look like. Obviously people are familiar with how genetics genetics comes from our parents, dictates everything from our height, our hair colour, our eye colour, you know, the shape of our features. But it also dictates obviously our bone structure, our muscle belly structure, our, you know, how our metabolism in many, many cases. So all of those things are obviously critical in bodybuilding, like, you know, your, your metabolism, how quickly you will, you know, gain muscle, how easily you lose fat, where you store your body fat, even that can be genetic because, you know, you look at your parents or you look at your grandparents and you see where they are carrying things as they get older and that's, you look, okay, that's, that's my structure. So you unfortunately can't look at somebody who has totally, totally different genetics to you and think that you're going to look like them. And unfortunately, you know, as much as we would like to think that we can change our body shape a lot in weight training and we can, we cannot beat genetics. So I'm going to take my calves as an example here because if you don't have the same insertions that I have, you're never going to be able to grow your calves to look like mine. You can make your own calf bigger, but if you have a short insertion, you don't have a larger soleus, you're you're not going to be able to lengthen that. Like your, your tendon length is fixed, your muscle shape is fixed. And that's the thing where it can become very, very frustrating in bodybuilding because you want to look a certain way, but you are limited or advanced by what mum and dad gave you. Mm-hmm. So so that's essentially, you know, the role that genetics play. So weight training is all about maximising what you have, obviously working on your strengths, working on trying to improve your flaws. But if you do have a limitation around like, a you know, a short bicep or where your quad inserts and you have a better sweep, like you can train and and improve that to some degree, but you cannot ever have what somebody who has genetically a strength there or has a genetic, like a peaky bicep and you have a long bicep, you're not going to be able to, to really impact that enough to, to make you somebody else. Mm. That is probably the hardest thing in bodybuilding and accepting that. Still, it's not an excuse to be one of those guys that only trains upper body and the little legs. You know, if, if <laughs> it's not an you excuse can't. not to train because that's not going to fix anything. <laughs> but unfortunately, if you don't have great leg genetics, 
you can train as much as you want. You can train and really, really try to improve what you have and you can improve what you have, but you're not going to have what the guy with the great leg genetics has. Yeah. That that's I think and that that's the thing where again age does come into it. And this is somewhat obviously genetic based on your nationality, but for example, you know, what have I noticed? Things like triceps are something that tends can be well shaped when you're younger in my genetic makeup. Um, as you get older it can tend to flatten off instead of keeping that nice round shape. Now this is something which is age plus genetics because other people can keep a nice rounded muscle belly into a much older age or I find, you know, some particular genetics, the waist will widen with age, doesn't happen to other genetic types. So it's it's something which you get the age change and, it, and that is, again, dictated by your genetics, how your structure is going to change, what's going to, no matter how hard you work at it, only be limited and it may have been a strength when you were younger, but it potentially as you get older it can change. And that's something that we'll all discover as we get older because sometimes, again, you can look at your parents and see how they are and other times it might come as a complete surprise because I'm going to, I'm going to use um, Kevin Leverone as an example because he, as a younger bodybuilder, had phenomenal legs, like really, really good legs. And then when he made his comeback a couple of years ago as a much older competitor now, a lot of it was injury-related as well. But no matter what he did, he couldn't get the legs back that he had when he was younger. And yet another person may potentially be able to be same age or older and not have suffered that degradation of the legs. So some people, they suffer it and other people don't. So again, it's just so individual. But I think the the key thing to remember is that with your genetics, particularly now in bodybuilding, there's so many different categories. There's also a lot of different federations and the structure and the, the body type that they're looking for in each category is somewhat, you know, a genetic type in terms of you need to look at that category and say, I might be more suited to this. And I, was, and I haven't probably talked a lot about this, but bone structure and bone size. And I don't know if anyone as a kid ever heard the, the term, oh, that person's big boned. Normally when the person's a little heavy set, yeah. Or something, yeah. And it was normally a compliment for a fat person, yeah. Exactly, and I and I got that a lot as a young kid, believe it or not. And were you, I was were you a little fatty. Yes, I was. I was. Sto- I was yeah, very a stocky. I was, but I'm actually big boned. <laughs> Don't laugh. <laughs> okay, but right. but believe it. No, 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 no. As in, at the time, I thought you know this is people yeah. like trying to be nice to me. But what I've realized in bodybuilding, I'm five foot three, but when I stand next to other women who are five foot three who don't have big bones, it, it's a totally different look. And those are the women who are doing things like figure and bikini. Like I don't carry the muscle that I carried 20 years ago. I'm still five foot three and yet I am a big person because I, I do literally have a big, big backbones. I have big bones. And then you'll see someone who is, you know, the same height and the same should be the same structure, but you're like, why do they not look as thick and as stocky? And it's and it does come down to your bone structure. So your bones bones and your tendons and what your muscle is able to hang on to, what you're able to build onto. And that's what I guess what I'm trying to say is like, you know, female bodybuilder cannot be a physique competitor who is a, is designed for a slighter frame and, a, you know, a, a lighter bone structure, smaller bone structure. Like, you know, you look at your, your wrist size is normally a good indicator of that. Like, you know, can you fit your hand around your wrist or so? Yeah. 
you know what I'm talking about, like whether you have fine bones or, or thick bones. So what's the rule around that? If you um, fit your hand around your wrist, then what? Well, if you're how and much you got small spec- you got yeah. your small bones. Small bones. Yeah. But, yeah, like because a lot of guys who have big, thick bones, like they won't be able to get there unless they obviously have big, big hands. Mm. But, well, just at a, I was at a course last week and we were comparing hands with and wrists with a girl and I literally could kind of almost go double around her wrist where she's taller than me. Right. She's a very, very slight frame. So that in itself in bodybuilding will kind of dictate a little bit what category you're going to go into because a person like you, you can't change your bone structure. So a person with a slighter frame, you can build a lot of muscle, but you're always going to look more slight compared to that person who has a good genetic, you know, predisposition to be able to grow a lot of muscle, but also has a big frame to hang it on or has broad shoulders versus someone who has like narrower shoulders and narrow clavicles. Now, there's always, you know, I guess what's the word for it? There's always kind of like things that break that rule. So Phil Heath, for example, has narrow clavicles but an awesome back. But when you look at him from the front, he kind of has a, he doesn't have a nice, strong, wide look, but he's massive and built so much muscle around that. So the more muscle you can build, the more you can kind of offset certain structural flaws that you have. And that was always like, say, that the, origi- the origins of bodybuilding was to be able to, build so much muscle that you hid those flaws, but you're still limited by, you know, your the insertion length, how, how much you can build your calf because if it's not, you know, if it's not long, it's never going to be long. If your bicep's short, it's not going to come down. Lats are a different thing where a lot of people, it is actually wrong training and they put it down to genetics, but it's actually they're not connecting with their back and it can be possible to build that in, but then other people just genuinely have really, really short lats and the insertion points are such that they can't bring those down. So you can't move a a tendon position. You can't fill in muscle where there is no muscle cell to fill in. So if you have a long tendon, you're not ever going to be able to grow muscle on that. So these are all the things that you kind of need to look at critically when you're, I guess, trying to decide, you know, where you're going to go on stage, what category you're going to fall into and what you potentially can build but at the same time that's like I say that's not an excuse not to really try your absolute hardest to change because I have seen some people where you look at their structure from their starting point and you think oh that's not the greatest structure and then you see them with work and training and they've somewhat fixed some things you know like maybe they had rounded shoulders or something things which were from lack of use which the weight training has actually corrected and given them a, a better structure than what you realize that they had um, but majority of people, you know, if they aren't to that, that extreme, you know, you can kind of look at and say, okay, that person has a slight bone structure, that person has wide hips, narrow shoulders or broad shoulders, narrow hips. Okay, yes, they're going to be good in this particular thing. But, yeah, genetics from a, from a physical point of view, obviously, you know, whether someone is ectomorph, mesomorph, endomorph is going to be genetic, uh, which is going to determine, you know, how quickly your body grows muscle, how quickly you recover, and how you respond to exercise, how your body processes food. All of those things are going to go into your genetic makeup and whether or not you're going to be successful at, you know, a, a career in bodybuilding. So because anyone can weight train and it's a relatively basic skill to do, I think a lot of people walk into the gym and they do look at the top people and they're like, well, I can weight train so I can do that. If it was a sport that required a skill, say, and, you know, let's use surfing or basketball or something where there's a, an innate skill, majority of us who do that don't think that we're ever going to be the absolute best because we understand that there's, you know, genetics and skill and talent and all of those things, no matter how much you work at something, 
But at weight training, we sometimes forget that there is still that limitation and that just because you can execute the exercises that it requires to do that doesn't mean to say that you're going to be the best in the world because of all those other factors that come into it. Um, and that, but then there's mindset and that's a whole other thing. And I think mm-hmm. that that's probably a, um, an even more powerful thing in terms of what people can do and achieve, you know, limiting themselves and, and or whether they, or people that you don't expect who just absolutely blast past other people because they has, have that absolute work ethic and drive and ability to, to push their body in every extreme to, to de- develop to the maximum what they actually have. So there's the, the mindset part of it is somewhat also genetic, you know, and that comes from, you know, your, the environment that you grew up in and how you were, you know, encouraged and that type of thing. But I think the thing is to be realistic about what your expect, you know, what to expect with what you were given. Don't, I guess, don't kind of, you can idolise but don't benchmark and use as role models people who have totally different genetic structures to you because you will not achieve that result. So you do need to identify people who look more like your body structure. So realistic goals and work to your strengths. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that kind of sums it up. But as I said, find, find someone who you identify with that looks more like your body type and look at what they've done and even look at how they train and how they eat because potentially there'll be some clues and secrets as mm. to things that, you know, you know, how easily you suffer an injury could be, can also be kind of like going with a particular body type, um, you know, look very much at your parents as well. And I guess what you might be battling against in the future or what gifts you may have been given. But, you know, in terms of emulating to reach the top, Try to find somebody in, you know, in the top of your field that has a body type more like your own and then that way you'll get a, a much better idea as to what you potentially can um, can build and grow. Brilliant. Awesome. Thank you, Christine. No worries, Ash. Words of wisdom. If you like what you've heard, leave us a review and recognise that these bodybuilding tips from International Protein, they're free. So show your support by becoming a loyal International Protein customer, the best supplements money can buy. So jump online, hunt down our product and hit that buy now button. Yeah.